welcome to our podcast F1 to the Max, which talks about the current F1 2021 season. We shall delve into each Grand Prix from park forming to race track. So join us for all the thrills and spills of the race weekend. So round 19 of the Formula 1 2021 season takes us to Interlagos, the Brazilian GP. Well, it was some kind of a race because what Hamilton did was something nothing less than legendary. He really was on the back foot. maybe because of problems that was created by himself but also uh, the FIA were out to get him as well that's what he thinks to say so let's get started with what happened in the brazilian gp the practice session was mostly was mostly dominated by a dense atmosphere meaning it was quite humid and hamilton had to take a five place grid penalty because he had changed his engine there have been problems that have been developing in the mercedes engine since a while but they chose to take it at this track now this is basically a red bull track however because of the new power engine that was engaged for this particular race hamilton was really on point and was really going really very fast when he qualified he was almost like close to 0.4 seconds faster than the entire field but then what happened what happened then was test in the park for me where they check the various parameters of the car whether it is conforming to the rules or not as a result of which they found his DRS open wing limit to more than 85 mm that is about 0.2 0.2 mm more than 85 mm as a result of which he was disqualified which means that for sprint qualifying he would have to start from the rear of the grid now he was not very happy with this and he was like all right you can throw whatever you can i'm i'm in a i'm in an adverse position right now and you can do whatever you want to do to me but i will still rise and that's what he did he qualified fifth for the sprint sprint qualifying where he just cut through the field like a hot knife through butter and the way he was able to dominate and just take over everybody was the sheer power of the mercedes engine the mercedes engine is really very very strong and this is a new engine which he has got so obviously the engine was revved up it was to the highest power and as a result of which he was it was like i wouldn't say like a cakewalk for him but with his talent and with his consistency he was definitely able to do a lot a lot more things with that with that particular engine in mind now meanwhile max and checo they were they were doing well for the entire entire weekend but they always found themselves to be second to the mercedes what happened was that they were surprised at the pace of the mercedes because of the new engine that was put into hamilton and valtteri bottas was also going quite strong now you need to understand one thing when max and checo took the engine penalty they took it about 4 to 5 races ago and hamilton is taking his engine penalty for the first time uh, so as a result of which obviously he is working with a with a point of advantage the red bulls are working from a position of disadvantage and it was more like to be a damage limitation kind of weekend for that for them uh, for the red bulls i mean and that is what christian horner had said that we whatever we can do we will try to uh, try to do damage limitation this was evident from friday practice as well now during the qualifiers since he was point for seconds valtteri bottas qualified p2 which caused him to go to p1 because of uh, hamilton's disqualification however max and perez was was second and third so this set them up very well so like you know to get to get proper points for the constructors championship and well but what happened was that when the sprint qualifying started carlos signs out of nowhere the ferrari have silently been working on their engines and developing a system where the power unit has becoming very good 
I feel like probably next year they would be they would be up there with the Red Bulls as well. Not as close to them, but 100%. I would say that they would be attacking them and coming off with these one-off victories like how McLaren did this year, how Alpine did this year, but more with more consistency as well. They have made steady improvements, steady developments. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz are also very good hires for the team. Now, in the sprint qualifying, what happened was that Carlos Sainz overtook Checo. So he was in position 3 and Checo got demoted to, to, to P4. Now, although the track is about 4.3 kilometers, it still didn't allow him to overtake him the way that he wanted to. The thing is that Carlos Sainz is a, is a very good start starter of races. So what he did was that he started the race very well as a result of which he was able to jump Checo and as a result of which he was able to maintain that position. Checo really did push very hard. Now similarly Max Verstappen as well was going very hard and he was trying to overtake uh, Valtteri Bottas as well but again the Mercedes engine was too powerful and also the dirty air. I'm, I'll never forget about the dirty air. This dirty air is created by the number of barge board elements which are there on the car. Now the previous generation cars were more channeling air underneath the car which is probably what we are going to see next year as well. But since the time of these, of these more uh, overhanging barge boards which happen on the, on, the, uh, on the front of the car, there have been a lot of dirty air conditions that develop during the race. So the car loses almost 30 to 40 percent of the downforce and overtaking at that point of time becomes very difficult. This was the major reason why DRS was also introduced into this entire, uh, entire formula to give the car behind some kind of fighting chance so that they can come and they can attack the car ahead and you know you could see overtakes more in Formula 1 for that matter. The Alpha Tauris in their battle with the Alpines were neck and neck and Gasly through the practice sessions and qualies was doing amazing. He qualified at a good position. Now he qualified P5 during the quali but he had a bad start. Carlos Sainz and, uh, and uh, Charles Leclerc overtook him as a result of which he was down into P6 and P7. So it was, it was more like a damage limitation for him. He could have clearly got more points and could have gone for, uh, gone for a podium as well. But because of his bad start, he was unable to do it. Remember, in 2019, in the Brazilian GP, Pierre Gasly was the guy who beat Hamilton to the, uh, the, uh, the start-finish straight by 0.6 of a second. He finished P2 ahead of Hamilton in an underpowered Toro Rosso. But this time, just bad luck what happened. Now, finally, this sets up the entire race because what happened was that Hamilton, because of his power unit change, although he qualified P5 in the sprint qualifying, he would start from P10 because of five-place gate penalty. Also, what happened, the disqualification was done at a time where Max Verstappen went and started peeling up the rear wing of Lewis Hamilton. As a result of which, what happened was that he had to incur a 50,000 euro fine as well. The long run paces, which looked good, uh, good as well on the Red Bulls, so during the race, they were pretty much pipped to win the race. But again, there was supposed to be damage limitation because Hamilton was very powerful and Hamilton's engine with his new Mercedes and with his talent was supposed to be very great. When the race was about to go, Bottas was starting from P1. We had the Red Bulls at P2 and P4. Carlos Sainz was starting at P3. 
uh, we had Gasly starting from P7 as well. So what happened during this time was, as the five red lights went out, we had a great start by Red Bulls. They were one and two, which means that they could have controlled the entire race as well. Bottas down, dropped down to P3. Meanwhile, Hamilton, within two laps, was able to cut through the field and made it up to P6. He overtook almost everybody in a span of two laps. That just showed the power of the Mercedes. Now, as soon as he started coming closer to the top five, there were obviously the dirty air come and they were working at a different, I would say they were working at a different strategy as well. Once he overtook Pierre Gasly and he overtook Carlos Sainz as well as Charles Leclerc, he was able to he was, he was able to chase after Valtteri Bottas. Well, that was not exactly like a, ta a chase. What I would say that it was more to do with, uh, with teamwork, actually speaking. He just, Valtteri Bottas just allowed Hamilton to overtake him and, and the chase was on to get Max Verstappen. Now, what happened was that they work, you had Mercedes working as a team. Red, Red Bull was just doing a damage limitation because although the temperature rose to almost 55 degrees at the start of the race and the Hondas are good in high temperatures, however the Mercedes are better in cooler temperatures. So what happened was that the temperature started dropping off as the race completed. Now the Mercedes started getting into more of their own element as a result of which what happened was that we had Mr. Hamilton closing in more and more into Checo. Checo did an amazing defense and he tried to do the best for Max Verstappen. I had one problem with this entire thing because Max Verstappen should surely had given a little bit of assistance to Checo, backed off a little bit and given him the DRS so that he could have he could have supported Checo and both work as a team versus the Mercedes working as a team. It would have been it would have been an even more interesting battle. However, whatever, whatever the uh, tactics were at Red Bull was for Checo to defend to the best of his ability so that Max could get a clear road and could, like, could run away in the distance. But again, a seven-time world champion with the power of the Mercedes power unit was something was undeniable. It was a force of nature stronger than a hurricane as well. And that's what happened. He overtook Sergio, started closing on to the gap of Max Verstappen. They tried various techniques, they tried, uh, they tried an undercut strategy, they came out ahead as well, but the engine, engine and, and they, were, they were basically, Hamilton was on a mission that you give me penalties, for him the entire thing was more like vengeance and he was in a power, he was in a zone of creating havoc as well as creating, cutting through the field, that's what he did. He came through the field. He had a great ding-dong battle with Max Verstappen where Max Verstappen, now Max Verstappen is very difficult to overtake. He tried heaven and hell to stop him. He almost drove him off the track as well. Now that was a racing incident. Very good work by the FIA and to stop them from going off track, I thought there would be another accident but luckily he just drove him off track and Hamilton backed off and Verstappen was able to live for another day. But, but Hamilton was just lurking, like a tiger stalking its prey. He was just lurking in the back because the engine and the Mercedes was too was too well developed and was too they were on their game. Let me just leave it at that. I'm not going to repeat this again and again because that car was something else. It was it was it was insane. That's what that car was. That car was insane. It was on it was on goddamn steroids. So Max started weaving, got a black and white flag as well and then what happened was that finally Hamilton overtook him and just started building up the lead. Now the only way damage limitation could have been done for this case is that he doesn't get the fastest lap as well. 
Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes as well was over, managed to overtake Sergio Perez because of a bad pit stop and he was caught behind traffic as well. So P2 and P4 for the Red Bulls, P1 and P3 for the Mercedes. However, he took away the fastest lap away from uh, Hamilton by going on to soft tires and was able to do major damage limitations. After the race also, the entire scene was such a way that uh, Perez and Perez seemed a little bit dejected with his uh, with his outcome. However, Max said that this is the best that he could do, knowing that the kind of times and the kind of performance that the Mercedes engine had and the Mercedes team for that matter had. Coming down the order, Ferrari really picked up their game. They finished fifth and sixth, which was amazing to see because the McLarens were nowhere. Lando had a great start in the beginning of the race, but was pipped away by Carlos Sainz. It was a racing incident, so he got a puncture. There were safety cars which came out as well during that time, but however, the safety, as the safety cars came out, they, were, they didn't have the pace compared to the Alpha Tauris. The fight between the Alpha Tauris, now Yuki Tsunoda is a rookie, He's going to take this year to mature and get better knowledge of this entire track. This is the first time he's racing at Interlagos as well. So he's unable to get to grips with the track. So the best that he could do was probably finish in the points. As in P10 would have been like overachievement for him. But again, a young rookie getting too over, over ambitious and trying to do more than what he can made mistakes and was hence like fighting for P14 and P15, finished P15. Pierre Gasly alone carried the flag for Alpha Tauri and took it to the Alpines. The Alpines did a very smart strategy. The racecraft was very good because they have a two-time world champion in Fernando Alonso, working with Esteban Ocon, the winner of the Hungarian GP. Both of them did a one-stop strategy to finish P8 and P9. However, the pure space of the Alpha Tauri was there. P7, maybe a P6 or a P5 would have been good for the Alpha Tauris as well. But due to the, I would say the track evolution, and the thing is that he needs a rear gunner. I think Pierre Gasly needs a runner, a rear gunner, so that they could put in more pressure against the Alpines, like you know. So the thing is that Pierre Gasly did the best that he could. The Alpine and Alpha Tauri are still level at points at 112 each. The Ferraris have moved clearly 31 points ahead of. McLaren, which means that they are very much in the position of solidifying the third position. But you don't know, the next the next three tracks are going to be something else only. We're going to Qatar after this. It is a new track, nobody has tried it. Like the drivers literally don't know what whether the first turn is a right or a left. They're going to go into the simulators. A great drive by the a great drive by Hamilton, which shows him why he's a seven-time world champion. Yes, he has got the machinery behind him. But in spite of having good machinery, the talent is there as well. The race only gets better from here. Rivalry only gets better from here. The championship will go down to the wire. I don't know what's going to happen because the Constructors' Championship has opened up by 11 points now. Max is still leading the, uh, the Drivers' Championship, but it can all change in a matter of one race. See you guys in Qatar and thanks for listening.